Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the friendly neighborhood baritone from Jurassic 5 and also motley fame, Mr. Chali Tuna. And you're listening to The Library on RapStation.com. Everything just started to happen for me personally about two or three years ago. Right. I just started Rapper, producer, uh, with a new album out, Runaway Train, we'll see. Welcome to And You Don't Stop with Chuck D and my segment, The Library with Tim Einenkel. Hello, hello. Let's start from the beginning. The This is a new album. It's a it's called a concept album. Uh, how did this, I guess, how did it come to, how did you get, how did you come up with this idea for this album? Oh, man. Uh, well, the basic idea is that it's a storybook record was the phrase I used. And uh, I just remember being really young and having a record player at my parents, you know, growing up in my parents' house in the 45, or tons of 45s that were just narratives on a record. You know, the ones that would be like... You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chime ring like this. Let's begin because I had one called the Saggy Baggy Elephant, and it just—it's it, just such a, a a warm, fuzzy feeling of being a kid. So this album is kind of paying homage to that—a uh, storybook record, a, a narrative with some hip hop production. Instead of me doing lyrics, it's just a story. Everybody's got a personal path, and uh, it seems to be working out so great with everybody individually. You know. Everybody's just going right to the source and just having a ball. Right, and there's no hang-up. Totally how, how hard is that to... I mean, you, you're, you're, the album prior to this, Eli's Prism, was, we could just say, a straight hip-hop album, where you uh-huh. had production, you had lyrics, you had features and stuff like that. How hard is it to, I, I guess, convey, convey your message without using lyrics? And was there ever a time where you're like, if I could just... If if I could just throw out this concept and just use you know write some lyrics down, that would be great. <laughs> uh, honestly, at the time, no, I was not thinking lyrics at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now I'm kind of in that mode a little bit. But to give you the most honest answer, I, I love hip hop, and it's taken up such a large chunk of my life for uh, what I listen to, and I spent such a great part of my youth listening to rap music that it's what I do for music. It's a, it's a craft I've spent a lot of time on. And, uh, 
but working on this storybook record, I didn't want to write any lyrics at the time, and that's kind of a dilemma. And when you have that dilemma but still want to create music, you have to keep steamrolling and, and making music. And if lyrics aren't involved, you have to come up with some way to make an album, <laughs> and that's what I came up with. And it was such a breath of fresh air. I had so much fun. Uh, you, you're, you're this this trip you took. It kind of took you to it took you to Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your initial destination? And I guess did the did the album idea come up prior to you leaving to go to um, Fort Collins, or did it happen? You know, you know, six months in, eight months in. Uh, when did that? When did it hit you? Like I am doing this album. I think it came as a title first, mm-hmm. uh, as far as being in Colorado. I got here August of last year, as I said, and uh, it it. It was such a change. I spent my whole life in New England, and okay. uh, mostly uh, I say Southern Maine is where I spent my first 18 years, but uh, the states are clumped together there, so that's about an hour and 15 minutes from Boston. So when I was 18, I moved to Boston, and that was the place to go, you know, being into hip-hop, and there being a scene there with Seven Island Esoteric and other people that I was into. I went there, and I spent six years there, but... Um, after six years, uh, just not wanting to be a one trick I don't know. I just needed to change. It's only an hour and 15 minutes away from my home. So right. uh, I had a friend in Colorado, and he encouraged me to come to Fort Collins, said it was a great town. And uh, luckily, he was right. I came <laughs> here, and and it, it's a very nice town. It's 2,000 miles away from my home, which isn't the most epic of journeys, but for me, it's a very epic journey to be that far away from core family. Uh, you know, it's it's been an emotional year and a, a creative year because it brings that out of you, you know. Uh, for me, that's a, a big step, and I think it, it's helped inspire some nice things, and I'm happy with Runaway Train being the first of hopefully a few. And you, so you're uh, a few storybook concepts or a few just kind of... Um... <laughs> You know, whatever, you know, something different. No, yeah, I don't think I'll repeat the storybook record concept. I, I try not to do something so similar, you know, back to back like that. I, I don't think it will be a narrative like that. For what's to come next is a, a couple of different projects already in motion, and, and not some of them aren't, aren't at all similar to each other. <laughs> so I'm hoping people will like them. I'm hoping I won't alienate anybody who already likes my music, you know, but hopefully uh, not. I mean, Eli, Eli's Prism kind of introduced, like I said, introduced us to you as the a, a lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um, after doing this album, uh, Runaway Runaway Train, are you? I mean, have you? I mean, have you found your calling? Have you found like? Are you seeing that maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not a lyricist as much as I thought I was. Maybe I'm more of a producer. Maybe I'm more, you know, a, a sound guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Have you? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what? What is your? Do you think you will go back to lyricism, or is it just kind of you're moving on to you know something different? I still think of lyrics all the time, even this morning. But I see myself not being in that arena for the bulk of my future. <laughs> to tell you the truth, <laughs> I really like writing lyrics, and I don't think I suck at it. I don't think I'm the best who ever did it. Obviously, I mean, I'm, but. uh I, I really spent a lot of time writing lyrics carefully, and I've really enjoyed freeing myself up to 
work on production and also learn the piano in the past couple of years and now move on to attempting to lay out chord structures and arranging songs and harmony and just it, it's allowed myself to participate in the creative side of making music but uh lyrics writing rap lyrics it's been over 10 years at this point that i've done that and uh i'm comfortable and it's uh, there's just a lot of them out there at this time with the internet a lot of artists out there and and it really saturated the market for rapping <laughs> it's just not really i'm happy with what i put out there and i hope um people who like it like it. i hope people discover it in the future and like it and i don't really need to say a whole lot more right you know? yeah if i do i'll i'll say something and hopefully it won't come out awkward <laughs> i was thinking that we'll see uh he just produced uh created a new album called runaway train a storybook album um so will uh this this is an album as we've spoken about is just kind of made up entirely of you know uh sound and uh, the sound uh you know old movies records whatever i know i have a feeling that i'm gonna have to listen to a lot more you know a lot more just to kind of really gasp what you know the concept or the f- entire concept of the album so how i guess how, how would someone who one who's familiar with your work listen to the album or how is someone that actually has never touched a storybook album before how would they listen to the album and then what do you want them to gain from it well, I, I always hope that someone will give, will will find a good moment in their lives to sit down with um with the album, maybe with a pair of headphones or uh, just with few distractions. We're just in a world where it's really distraction prone as far as looking at your monitor screen on a computer or the TV or whatever. But um, I I, I think it lends itself to a nice listen where you immerse yourself in music and that's what I like to do I I like to craft dense production uh, and by the time I'm done doing what I'm doing it's the way you just spoke about the album it sounds like it takes a little bit of digesting I don't do it on purpose to make it something complex or far left field but it's just a slice of something that can be hopefully you know appreciated with on multiple listens as far as production value and also the story um you know i provided when the album ends an entire repeat of the album yeah sans narrative sans dialogue it's not it's not even that important to me that you follow follow the story you know (laughs) i mean you can if you want it's there because i like to to try to give you something if people are going to gonna you know support an artist these days or at least you know spread the word about them existing to other people i don't know there's just something that will hopefully reward multiple listens if you want to zone out to the instrumentals they're there Mm. but if you want to hear about pretty much a made-up story about (laughs) what's going on with me in colorado it's it's just a silly legend story to just tell you know so what happened then we were there early in the year was it february we were there in February. We just love being there, Colorado. And I think the great, the great thing about the album when I first to it, listened to it, I was on my way home from work on the subway, and I swear I thought everyone could hear what I was listening to. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. I was just like, "What?" And it was a cool. I mean, it was a, definitely a cool feeling to be like, "Oh, this is actually a really cool." Like first, first listen, cool, 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 cool feeling, cool album, stuff like that. Wow, that's 
that's funny. I mean, I hope that's, uh, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. I like to hear that. That's uh, incredibly flattering. You know, I, I'm trying to find the sounds that, I mean, really hit me in, in, in the core of me. It's just a vibration, you know, each song, a certain sample that follows a formula that a lot of us love. And I hope that uh, through me applying, you know, me searching for music, going out and finding the right sounds that I can hit people like that. So it's, it's probably the best thing in the world for me to hear that, you know, just something simple like that in your life cool. is, uh, it means uh, it's just a great thing to me, you know? That's great. Yeah. Um, as an artist, I mean, and for this album, or not even just on this album, do you have a favorite a favorite sample? Out of anything ever? Uh, yeah, out of it doesn't have to necessarily be this album, but you know, every anything you've ever done, worked with, heard. There's a. Uh, I'm so hard with just one, but uh, there's some that just turn my head around the man things you can do with them. I mean, I always have fun just playing around in my personal time with Nautilus, mm. Bob James, which is a great sample, you know, an instrumental song by Bob James that's been on, you know, tons of songs. I, I don't want to say the names because DJ Premier told me not to on the Moment of Truth album. He got mad about snitching about samples, so I don't like to put them in my own glass. But, you know, I really like... I really like Nautilus by Bob James, but I have a lot of samples that I, I really go to over and over again. There's this one record uh, that's an obscure album that seems to go for hundreds of dollars on eBay. It's a, a private pressing Christian rock record, I believe from the 70s. Oh, wow. And the artist is called The Brothers, and the album is called His Kind of Man. And, and whether or not I'm sampling it all the time, or if I ever have, for that matter, I listen to it, and I feel like every 30 seconds I hear a sample, even though when I don't hear a sample, it's it's uh, some very funny, uh, religious, strange sounds with, like, Mellotron and synthesizers from the 70s, so. I, I was wondering, is this an album, uh, Runaway Train, is this an album that... I mean, is this a type of album you could perform live? And if so, I mean, I mean, is this? Do you imagine this being harder than a uh, traditional album? I guess, quote unquote, traditional album to perform live. I, I think it could. I think it, it could totally be pulled off as a interesting and fun concert. But whether or not the means are there for me right now is up in the air. Like uh, any any of the productions have enough enough things going on where they if I could have musicians to help play some of the stuff live mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know I could come up with something interesting, but I do struggle. I'd say throughout my career, I don't really have too many groups I'm involved in. It's usually just me. So whether or not I'd be comfortable alone getting up and performing the album is a whole other story. I, I'm not comfortable getting up and pressing play and, and not doing a whole lot and being right. limited to just my two hands when there's so much more that could be going on. And if I don't feel like it would be doing it justice, it just, it's going to exist as a, a studio creation. Probably. I, I, I like to make a lot of music and that will, it will always be a part of the catalog as a studio production, but I don't think I don't have any plans to, to go out and try to perform that material. What would your, well, two questions, your top five concept albums be, and then 
any albums, five albums that you wish you were just you could be you could have been a part of, you could have rapped on, you could have produced, you could have been a fly on the wall for. Uh, and, yeah. and yeah, if you could just kind of share that with our listeners. For sure. Uh, as far as concept albums, it's really hard for me to make lists, but I did write down um, at least five here that are just uh, interesting concept albums that I, I revisit quite a bit. Uh, one of them being, uh, there's this album called Zodiac Cosmic Sounds from either 1968 or 1969 that came out on Electra Records. Uh, right around the time the Doors debut record came out, and uh, it's uh, a song for each of the Zodiac signs, and it's very experimental, cool music. That that particular album, um, the music's done by Mort mm. Garson, who uh, was I mean he just he's an interesting dude. You can look him up online. He composed the, some of the music that was played for people when they watched their televisions as they saw the first oh, moon cool. landing. So, so he was uh, just a, he was one of the first people to own a Moog so uh, he got paid a lot of money to compose cool jingles on the Moog and stuff but anyways Zodiac Cosmic Sounds uh, to be a little bit shorter on the other for Journey to the Moon is an album that came out around the same time on Buddha Records and is credited to artists called Sound of Genesis which must just be a studio creation it's just a fun record that came out with some dialogue on the first moon landing, but some really great music played by some people, you know, that came out on Buddha Records that has some killer tunes, just some studio creation jamming on what it would be like to land on the moon. So really cool experimental stuff. Uh, I was going to say any uh, library record. I'm a fan of library music that came out on KPM, Bruton, DeWolf and stuff like that. Uh, I, I always wonder what it would be like to see them put together a concept for a mm. theme for an album. Like if they're trying to record an album on drama or or whatever, like what are they like having a pep talk on how to come up with? I just feel like all these studio musicians for library music came up with so much right. music and like to just like snap them and crank them out and you just like start jamming on a, a like child theme <laughs> or something. It's great. Uh, and and another two real quick, The Wizard of Is is another one by Mort Garson, which is a take on The Wizard of Oz. He composed the music on the mode, which is nice. And uh, The Point, Harry Nelson, one that's a little less obscure. Uh, great, great concept, Alma. I'd like to see how he kind of came up with the idea and started putting it to music. Cool. And then is there five, are there five albums that, if you could say any hip-hop albums, that you would want to be a part of in any way, or...? I love Let the Rhythm Hit Him, that album by Eric nice. B. and Rakim. Yeah. Me listening to Eric B. and Rakim, the, I, I kind of went in order and because uh, I, I, I'm a little younger, so the albums were already out when I was like in my early teenage years. And uh, when, by the time I got to Let the Rhythm Hit Him, uh, it's just a great album. Some people don't rave about it, and those who do rave about it think it's the best one they ever did. You know, it's incredible production, and there's just the, his voice has changed from the mm -hmm. first two albums, continues to evolve, the rhymes evolve. Um, so just incredible, just the beats. I can't believe them, man. Ultra Magnetic MCs, Critical yes. Beatdowns, a great one. And, and I've read some stuff, you know, to reference a, a mutual friend, Brian Coleman. I got to read about the creation of that album when I was a little younger when he documented it in his book, Rock Him Told Me, and it just seemed like, ooh, man, they, like, 
they had like a, a hard rock group right next to them, the, the electric guitar bleeding through while they're doing the studio, recording their songs. It just seems like pretty crazy, but I don't know how I'd fit in if I was flying <laughs> the wall. I hope I'd be invisible. But that's two. I mean, It Takes a Nation of Millions yeah. to Hold Us Back is just a huge record. I, I, it's, it was one of like, just the most major records for me to get into hip-hop and find my favorite sounds in the genre. Uh, and it just kept popping up everywhere I went, you know, from as far back as I can remember. I have a, a home video of me in sixth grade, like, lip-syncing uh, Night of the Living Bases. It's just stupid, you know. It's, like, not embarrassing, but it's cool. Uh, another one, Super Lover C and Casanova Rudd. I love that album, Girls I Got Unlocked. And I love that production by Paul C. So that must give us four. I love that record, though. I mean, it's just uh, policy, uh, you know, ran with Large Professor back then. Those are two of my favorite producers. I just love their beats. I have to say, because I have to at least bring up De La Soul nice. instead, yeah. because uh, I mentioned, uh, I even, I mean, it's kind of helped me come up with the idea of Runaway Train, because it had the, you know, the sounds. I mean, yeah. Prince Paul is obviously way ahead of me. He was there to do a lot of things, and he was right there with Stessa Sonic way back then. So, of course, way before I had a storybook record, you got De La Soul throwing that flavor into their second record. De La Soul is dead. So, huge influence. Nice. Cool. So, what's, what, what is, uh, I guess, what's the future for Will C? Well, I'm on a I'm on a tear with music. I feel like I'm cranking things out, and that doesn't mean I'm letting quality slide or anything. It's just uh, I've been doing music for a while, and I have a lot to to get off my chest, really. So I feel like more projects are to come. You got uh, probably an, another instrumental based record, which is what I would call Runaway Train too, but. Uh, not one that's going to be a storybook record, as I said. It's just going to focus on some of my beats, whether it's other people rapping over them or some sort of just uh, sampling dialogue and stuff to keep people's attention. Just that as long as it keeps people's attention and isn't boring, I'll put it out. I, I like my beats. I feel like I just have to, I like to sprinkle something on top so that it has replay value and it's not just another like random beat CD. But uh, uh, after that, um, I've been composing and arranging songs on the piano for like two years now. So I have to get them out and start to produce them, which is going to be a step away from hip hop production. But can't not do it. I mean, I wrote them all and I have melodies and I have a lot of intricate production in my brain that I, it's going to be a to get out. But. And like I said earlier, I don't want to alienate any of my audience, so I mean, it's just another thing to wrap my head around. I'm going to start recording these things. I might have some harmony as opposed to like rapping lyrics, so I mean, here we go. <laughs> do, you, do you have a lot of your, I mean, your, your, do you, I mean, is there a lot of pressure from your fan base to do a hip, I mean, a, I guess a, a, lyrics, a lyrical album? I think a lot of people just don't realize how long it's been since I've done lyrics. Um, cause I just, it's just the way we all perceive time and some of the way my things came out. But I mean, I think a lot of people are expecting it and it hasn't been that long since something came out where I was doing it, where they don't realize it's probably not going to happen anymore. So there's a little like 
they probably expect it, but they're going to realize. Or maybe I will. It's hard, but I just don't think so. So, I mean, uh, yeah, some people will want that, but you can't do what's not. You can't just, like, sleepwalk through the creative process and just do that for that reason. And it's hard because, like I said, I, I'll, always, well, I'll always do the hip-hop as far as the production because there's no – I mean, I love doing that. It's just a different – it's just uh, giving someone else either a canvas to paint on lyrically or at least giving me a canvas to create these concept albums. And what's the best way for people to, one, one, cop the album, and two, to follow you and you know keep up to date with what you're doing? I'd say just go to willcmusic.com. Willcmusic.com. That's my main website. And all other you know offshoot websites of whatever's hot now is linked from there you know like five years six years ago it would have been myspace but you know so why i say something else that will be dated in five years we'll see music is where it is yeah cool rapper producer uh new album runaway train we'll see thanks so much for joining me today on the library with tim Heineke on and you don't stop with chuck d thank you so much tim i appreciate it jamie are you all right yeah we came to spring yeah BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.